Welcome to the Home Team Podcast. Welcome to the Home Team Podcast, where we believe that no matter what sport you play, no matter what uniform you compete in, no matter what area of Sacramento you live in, if you're about making young men and women the best they can possibly be, possibly be as a coach, then you're a part of this home team here in Sacramento. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Josh Takimoto. With me is my good friend, Mr. Kevin Bracey. What's going on, Kevin? Home Team Sac. What's going on? Let's do it. Yes, sir. And we're very excited to have today's guest. She is the head softball coach at Christian Brothers High School, Kira McKechnie. What's going on, coach? Hey, how's it going? I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. As always, we we love talking to you, Kira, um, just because you have um, such a positive voice in the community and at the school that you coach at. So uh, we're excited to pick your brain. So thank you so much for taking some time. Absolutely. So we're just going to jump right into it, Kevin. Um, Mm-hmm. Kira, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how, where did you grow up? Uh, where did you play softball, um, both in high school and in college? And, and how did you get to where you're at now? So, I am Sacramento born and raised, proud to be from the 916. Let's go. Um, there you go. I, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Christian Brothers High School. I played basketball and softball there. Um, graduated in 2015, and I went on to play softball at Fresno State for two years, and then I had made the decision to transfer uh, to a school in Texas, University of Texas, El Paso, which is where I had finished my career in 2019. Um, Once I finished up there, I came back in uh, December, and I started my coaching job over at Christian Brothers, so I'm going on my third year now. I'm absolutely loving it, Um, and I am also working on my master's program right now through the University of San Francisco, getting my teacher credential, um, wrapping that all up in the spring, hopefully. And I am a fifth grade teacher as well at a a Catholic school. Yeah. So I have a lot going on, but, um, you know, it's been quite a journey and, you know, all the roads I've taken to get here have led me to where I am and yeah. So staying busy, but that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're surrounded by the kids all the time, all the time. And all I love it. I do. Yes. All the time. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I love, I love, I love hearing that. Love hearing that. So my, my first question for you, I'm excited to just learn. So, so <laughs> in your career as an athlete and your career as a coach, what, how would you describe what it takes to build a winning team? Just off the top of your head, how does how are you constructing a winning team where you are or or what was the experience like if you ever won a championship on a team? How do you build a winning team here? I would say two keywords, culture and chemistry Um, on any team I've been a part of that has had success or seen have success. um, Chemistry is absolutely crucial. Um, I think it's something that can be overlooked a lot. And, you know, like as far as like team bonding and stuff, like, you know, right now my travel ball girls, we're going through kind of a rough patch right now and we're realizing that chemistry is not there. So we, instead of had practice, we did team bonding um, because, 
you know, without even realizing it, that element is just as important, you know, being able to mesh while you're on the field or on the court, um, wherever you're at, you know, have each other's backs, know you can trust each other, you know, you don't have to be best friends off the field, of course, but you have to have that mutual respect um, and that mutual trust that you guys are, you're working towards the same goal and that you are going to be there for one another. Um, and then just, you know, creating, creating that culture of trusting one another and letting them know that it's okay, you know, to be vulnerable with your teammates and have their back, pick each other up, hold each other accountable. Um, that would just plain and simple. Those two things, I think wow. are just the biggest elements. So is that something as you, uh, as you coach on a daily basis, is that uh, th- those points for you to, to consciously connect to chemistry and culture? That's what you're trying to create because the talent, if they got the, you know, they have the talent, they know how to play, they made the team. So right. those are consciously the two things you're, you're focusing on to build chemistry and culture. Definitely. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, at the beginning of the year with Christian brothers um, this last season, you know, we're super young. Um, so, you know, we do, we have a lot of rebuilding to do, but we have a lot of talent. Um, and I noticed that some, something just wasn't clicking right away. And we kind of were, we're off to a slow start and we had a rough year altogether, but you know, it was just, it was slow. And like, I think I had expected more, um, just based off the talent, but then I took a step back and I was like, what's missing here. Mm. And, and then I was like, okay, these girls, you know, they were kind of just thrown into it because we had like a COVID shutdown for however long because certain amount mm-hmm. of cases. And then, um, so they didn't, they never really had time to get to know each other as, mm-hmm. as individuals off the field. It was just, they were thrown into practice. They were thrown into conditioning or weights or whatever it is without having the time to bond. Mm. And so that's when I kind of realized like, okay, hey, that element, like I need to start enforcing that. And, you know, I took a, reflect and I reflected on my career and I was like, you know, in high school, I, you know, my team won the section championship in basketball and the starting five, like we were, we were like best friends and on and off the court. And so having that chemistry and, you know, we were good friends with everyone else on the team. So that chemistry is important. My freshman year at Fresno state for softball, we won the mountain West championship. Yeah, it was awesome. And we, we we just all had that mutual respect for each other. We had each other's backs. We wanted to see each other succeed. And so I just had to have that moment of reflection to like really look back at like what it takes to create that championship culture. So, man, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's incredible. <laughs> um, you know, I thought it was really interesting what you said about the fact that some of these these players that you've had, their their lives, their maturity, their growth was obviously affected by COVID. My, I don't know if you knew this, Kara, but my wife is a high school PE teacher. And okay. so this year, especially, she's been telling me, hey, it's weird that you have some of these uh, incoming freshmen that missed middle school years, basically. And right. so there's some of these common sense things that they're, they're not used to that they're having to teach. So for you as a coach, I'm sure you're experiencing some of the same things for some of these athletes that have come in. Like, how have you had to adapt the way you, you teach and the way you coach those athletes where maybe they're missing some of the things that you would just kind of take for granted as far as your, your growth as a young athlete? For sure. I think just honestly, sometimes like you just have to go back to the basics and it's like, you know, coming into it, you're expecting that they just know it because most of them have been playing for, you know, however many years. So you expect them to come in knowing it, but I think just taking a step back, focusing on the basics, working a lot on like mental health game or just like Mm -hmm. your mental game too, because COVID had a huge, huge impact on, you know, 
kids' mental health and even in the classroom. And, you know, I can kind of relate that to uh, coaching as well. Like there's a huge gap and it's been a challenge for sure. But, you know, I kind of have to tailor things differently than I normally would um, to fit their specific needs. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like kind of being able to read each athlete, see what they need and like what they're going to grow from and try to get that part out and bring that part back out that COVID had kind of like Mm. taken away or, you know, yeah. Right. For sure. Man. I don't know about you, Kevin. Sometimes I forget Kira that you're, I think I said this last time. I forget that you're so young (laughs) because like she's dropping some like knowledge wisdom bombs on us, man. Fire. so and like like you said at the beginning, like you're only three years into your coaching career and it seems like you're at least 15 years into it. So that being said, even though it's been three years, what is maybe one of the biggest things you've learned? And if you, if you could go back three years and tell your, your brand new coaching self, Hey, this is the most important thing that you need to keep in mind as you start this, this, this journey, maybe COVID aside, um, mm. what's that one like lesson you would say it was important to learn? Um, just build relationships with your players, like right off the bat. Um, I felt like that was something that I always had to do, but I feel like as you know, obviously COVID had kind of hindered that. Um, and that's right when I started coaching. So it was just impeccable timing there, but, um, just really like spending the time to like individually get to know your athlete, talk to them about things besides sports. Cause you know, mm. as important and as competitive as we all are, you know, it's more than a game. And, um, I think that can kind of like, lose you know we can lose sight of that sometimes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um something i kind of recently oh last season i started doing was like at the end of practice we'll do something fun more it'll be tailored to softball but it's just to like remember like have fun with it enjoy what you're doing it doesn't have to be super serious intense all the time um so i think just telling myself that and like you know having that balance of like making sure that they know that it's okay to enjoy what they're doing um, because, you know, especially like once you get to college, like you just get so caught up and just going and not really, and like, you kind of forget how to have fun with it mm-hmm. and I don't want them to get to that point. So that's kind of yeah my big thing, I think. I and that's, that. so, that's so awesome. I feel like, you know, not everyone who played at the high, at the highest level, like you can actually come and coach michael jordan couldn't coach it was just too much for him you know what i'm saying yeah. right oh, so yeah. i think it's a real gift um for these these student athlete leaders to have you as their coach because you're 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 you you could i can tell you're a competitor you got that fire but at the same time you can articulate things that not many athletes can really articulate that those kind of messages to their their team but you said something you said it's more than a game I like that. So my next question is, as an as a former athlete who played, you know, baseball at ARC and played baseball at the University of Utah and played some pro ball in Canada, you know, I all my coaches taught me things and had certain phrases that they used at practice to, to apply to the game, but they also applied in life. Right. My coach, my coach Higgins, I'll never forget Kevin Higgins at ARC. He used to always tell us five minutes early is 10 minutes late. If you get to practice five minutes early, you're late. So that's 15 minutes early. So I took that into my life. So my question is, and I have a bunch of those I could share, but what are some of the sayings, if you can think off the top of your head, that you say or you may say to your players on a regular basis 
that you feel could be applicable to life? Um, or have you heard or, or have okay. you heard along your journey as a as a player? Um, I would I've definitely heard the one you've heard. Um, and I tell you to this day, I arrive everywhere 15 minutes early, like everywhere. I get to work like an hour early, like before the kids get there. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be late. I don't want to cut it close. So I'm just going to get there early just to be played safe. Um, so that's time management is 100% something I always tell my girls about. Um, always because you know like you got to prioritize you got to make sure you know how to you know what's important what you got to take care of and um you know at this point in life academics is that number one thing so prioritizing that um communication my girls know i want to hear from them first before i hear from mom and dad um because that Mm -hmm. is a huge life skill that i think um has helped me a lot is that i have learned how to have you know maybe tougher conversations with you could authority figures um, because I was taught young and, you know, through travel ball, through college, all of that, like your mom and dad are not going to be able to have those conversations for you at a certain point. Like you have to learn how to take it upon yourself when you have a problem or when you have a question, like you have to learn to address it. Um, All of my girls will tell you that I am huge on that and they all do a great job with it. And so, um, that I just, it makes me really proud that they are able to have tougher conversations with me, address something when necessary. And that's definitely something that'll carry on, you know, throughout the rest of your life. So time management and communication are big points that you hit on. And those two areas are extremely important as you move beyond sports. Exactly. That's awesome. I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, I just love, you know, I, I think we talk about it all the time, right? Like the idea of using sports, using coaching as a way to teach life lessons that will benefit the athletes down the road right. is a great idea. We, Kevin, you and I have heard coaches say that, but I don't know how many coaches like actually do it do the it. way you're right. doing it, Kira, like actually taking the time. Cause I think we get in that mode. And like you said, we're it's all, all wins and losses at a wins certain point for most yeah, coaches. Right. Game planning, for game sure. planning, game planning. But like for you to be able to take the time and remain competitive, I think it's huge. It's like you don't have to pick and choose. You can use the sport, the thing that we love to do yes. as the vehicle to teach those things. So I, I love exactly. the fact that you're doing that. And and I just want to say this too. It's cool that you're doing it for your alma mater. Like the, the whole idea of this home team podcast is like giving back to our home team of Sacramento and the surrounding areas. Like you went off to Fresno, you went off to Texas, but you came back to coach at the very same program that you grew up in. Like Huge. What, what was that feeling like when they said, Hey, Kira, we want you to be the softball coach. Like, what was that like? <laughs> it was awesome. I was actually still in Texas when I did the whole interview process. So they like called me wow. and I was just ecstatic. And I was just like, I can't wait to get back home and get to work. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't think softball or CB softball has gotten the, credibility that it should have and so you know to be able to come back to kind of like my roots you can say and take that upon myself is almost like a challenge is just it's amazing and it's super exciting and you know we're like we're gonna we're gonna cause or we're gonna put our name out there like we're gonna get there where you know mm-hmm. we're a threat and people are gonna you know be like oh cb softball and i'll be like Oh yeah. You're going to shake it up. It. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Coach. It. yeah <laughs> Let's go. Exactly. Take my glove out. Let me come out. <laughs> I'm here to motivate. Man. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. Um, 
so I had a question I was going to ask about that. Oh, so, um, so when you, now that you're coaching and I'm, I'm sure you're not quite at this point yet, but once, you know, girls that you've coached start graduating, are you going to encourage them to, to step into coaching and maybe come back to coach for you? Cause I always feel like that having that pipeline of coaches and people to come back is always really important to a program. I think some of the best programs have that, that return, like a pretty high return rate because they love mm-hmm. the program so much. So even if they're going off doing these incredible things, like a D one college, they still have a special place in their heart for their hometown team. So like, is that something you think you'll encourage and kind of encourage people to go that same path that you went? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that would be great. And I would, you know, I think that would be just a blast having like former players of mine come back and want to make that impact on younger girls. And I think it would be touching to me as a coach to know that they want to be back in that environment. So it's definitely something I would encourage because I really, like, I really genuinely love each and every one of my girls and to have them come back would just probably be like so amazing. It matters, right? It matters. It does matter. It really does. Right. That's awesome. My my question to you, coach, is is who was your favorite coach to play for Mm. and why? Um. It's a close call between two, but I'll go with my my high school basketball coach, Ron Gulley. Um, that man, I'm so grateful to, for him. Um, so funny story, I wasn't going to play high school basketball. I was sitting outside with my friends when basketball trouts were going on. I was just like, eh, like I got softball. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do all the running. And he came up to me one day after tryouts and cause I was like still hanging out at school. And he was like, you, you need to come play, like, please come play, come try, just come to one day of tryouts, see how it goes. And just, if you don't like it, then you can go. So I was like, mm, okay. So I talked to my parents about it and then I decided, you know, I'll go the next day. Um, I went and I made JV as a freshman and I loved it. And um, I met or my the current athletic director of Christian Brothers was actually my coach at the time on JV. So um, and then my sophomore year, I played well, I got brought up to varsity for playoffs my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, I played varsity and we won that section championship. And to this day, um, I talked to um, most of my teammates from that team. I'm really close with one of them. We're like best friends still. And, um, I just, he just was the coach that like, he was tough, but he, it's because he expected so much from you, but he also made sure to let you know that he cared Mm. and he just had that perfect balance. And uh, I'm just, I'm so grateful. He came out to me that day after tryouts because, uh, just, I think that, you know, even though I didn't stick with basketball in the end, mm-hmm. just playing it and sticking with it, the friendships, the connections and the opportunities that it presented me with were just, you know, they're irreplaceable. And so because of him just, you know, coming up to me after school that one day, right. I'm so grateful for him. And, you know, we still stay in touch to this day. And um, I got to see him like last year at one of the basketball games and he brought me all his coaching books and he was oh. like, Oh, Here you awesome. go. And it was just like a really cool, like kind of like a full circle moment for him right. to like, pass down kind of, you know, cause wow. he retired and for him to pass down all his knowledge to me. Um, and so that was just like, it was, it was just a really cool moment. And yeah, that's, great- that's awesome. What, what attributes would you say that he had that you use today in your coaching style? If, if, if any come up off the top of your head, um, Probably just like 
tough love and like knowing when to give it and when to kind of like mm. back off just that the just balance honestly that balance. like that yeah mm. the balance absolutely that's good um but then also like being competitive and yeah which i have no problem doing so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just in your dna oh yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, running through my veins at all times right yeah it's right. obvious for sure no i love that like it, it's something that's um I'm, I'm really passionate about especially the last few years like sometimes i feel like there's this misconception when we talk about you know honor, integrity, character, that it means that we're watering down competition or that it means that, you know, when we talk about character, it means that you have to, you know, it, you're excusing every mistake that a player makes or that you're letting stuff slide and, and you want to just show like the, like the mushy, mushy love. It's like, no, if you, if you let certain things slide, you're not showing them love at all. Like right. you, right. you've got to, yeah. you got to correct in a loving way. But I think like, I just love what you said. Like there's that tough love. And I think, I think coaches need to understand that you can do both things and you're probably gonna be the most effective when you do those two things together. Absolutely, so yeah. I, I just love, I love that mindset. Um, let me ask you this. So I know you haven't been coaching for crazy long, but I, I love hearing, cause I know that, you know, after you coach for a little while, you start competing against the same people, especially within division, mm -hmm. who is a coach out there that you've competed against that you have just a ton of respect for. And then why do you have so much respect for them? Um, Mary Jo Truesdale. So we played her last year Love and What's cool? I was What's cool? Sheldon. Okay. She was, she was our like first guest on this podcast. Yeah. She, she was on uh, episode two of this podcast. Of this one? Yeah. You With missed you. It. You oh, missed I it, missed Bracey. it. You missed that one. Oh. We'll, get, we'll, we'll get her back on, but she's a legend. Legend. Oh. Legend. And so, you know, I, um, one of the things that Ron Goley did in basketball is we always played super tough preseason um, just so we could get prepared for league and just kind of, you know, be used to that level of competition. So something I want to start strive to do is, um, you know, set up a tough preseason schedule. Last year might've been a little too tough. I might've got carried away, but <laughs> it's okay. Learning process. Um, but I, one of the first things I did as a coach was email her. Um, mm. and I wanted to schedule a game with her. Cause I was like, I want to play the best of the best. Cause I want to show my girls, this is how it's done. And like, this mm. is what it should look like. Smart. And, um, we couldn't for the COVID year, but then, uh, we played each other last year and she is just, she's great, super classy. And she's just like, she just has like a calm presence and like, she didn't really like ever scream or yell at her girls, which I, you know, not a believer really in that. And she just had a just a good like aroma about her and you know she was super friendly and i mean look at her like her record and she's coach of the year for however many years and really I just like yeah, yeah i just I have like idolized her um since like my high school days like i just i know who mary joe truesdale is and she's the head coach of sheldon she's done great things there and so that's kind of like who i want to i guess shape my career after it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, that's a great oh, call. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great call. <laughs> yeah. And I'm mad that I missed all that wisdom, but I'll see it on the podcast. Right. <laughs> oh, she, she already said she's coming back. We're, we're going to get her back, Kevin. Oh, I, was, I was bummed that you missed it too, because Round it just two. didn't work out. Round two. Yeah. Round two. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, I want to be on that podcast too. I'll just listen in. Yeah. Hey, you're, hey Kira, you're invited <laughs> too. Yeah. We'll, we'll be surrounded by greatness, JT. Oh, there man. <laughs> Just, hey, they're going to take my job, man. You're going to be doing this podcast with someone different. <laughs> man, I, I love that. No, that's a, that's a great call. And um, I, I think it's really important too, for you to teach your athletes is, you, you know, 
I've, I've, especially, you know, being in this kind of the high school sports world for all these past, you know, 10 years, it's interesting. You do see some schools, you do see some coaches and it's not a knock against them, but they do tend to pick easier schedules. Um, for whatever, I don't know. The, I don't know what the reasoning is, but it's I've always had a those pro- wins to get that confidence and momentum rolling. But that <laughs> sure. doesn't. Nec- but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing for the team. Exactly. And so I've always felt like that the mentality is like, hey, if you want to be the best, this is what the best looks like. Yes. This is what yeah. like a, like a squad looks like. And so mm-hmm. um, I love that you do that because I think it's again, it's an important life life lesson. It's like, hey, you could stay at the lower level and lower your standard. But right. why? Like raise raise the ceiling, and and strive for something greater. Like really push yourself and see how see how you know good you are, and then see how far you need to go. Like I think that's really really important. So, um, I, Kevin, I don't know if you have a question, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to yeah, add that. no, no, that's good. I do. Um, you know, I'm thinking about. I was watching. You know, Snoop Snoop has his his football team in in mm. Los Angeles. His, his whole his football league. Yeah. yeah. He takes his kids. I was watching the documentary. He takes his kids to play the best around the country, they get smashed. Yeah. But, when they, <laughs> but, when they, but when they come back home, they're dominant because mm-hmm. he puts them with the best competition. But sometimes it's a little unhealthy because they're playing guys that are way bigger than them. Right. But- sometimes you got to like settle down for morale purposes, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I might've got a little carried away last year, but it's okay. We're right. In front That's of it. <laughs> So, so here's my last question. How do you get your players to understand the power of their influence on campus and in the community that see, I go in and I speak to a lot of teams and schools. And one of the things that I talk to student athlete, I call them student athlete leaders because they're leaders by default, whether they want to be or not. You're a leader. You're not just a student athlete. So, so what I talk to them about is they are the ones that set the culture and the climate of the campus as well. Right. Right. So how you treat people matters. What you say to people, how you represent us matters. How do you, what, what do you talk to your players about when it comes to influence on campus and how they act and, 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 you know, carry themselves? Um, I'm, you know, really big on how we represent ourselves. Um, obviously, Christian Brothers too. We are a Catholic school, and so that adds a whole other kind of representation that we have to think about. Um, I always preach to them like you have to be super aware about what you are putting out there for yourself. So social media, and you know, that goes for, you know, you reflect this program, you reflect this school, you, you know, you have a lot on your shoulders of, you know, what people are looking at. And so it's like, you have to be very aware of what you're putting on Instagram, what you're putting on Twitter, what you're putting on Snapchat or Facebook or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, not only, you know, for college purposes, but you don't know who's watching. Um, And once again, going to like life lessons is you might have a future employer who's interested in you, but if you had put something out there, you know, that they're not a fan of, and, you know, we're seeing that currently like happening to NFL head coaches being brought back from a long time ago, you know, that it's gonna, it's gonna come back. It's gonna find a way to resurface. So Mm -hmm. just being very conscious and very decisive and like mm-hmm. aware of what you are saying, how you hold yourself, um, what you put out there for other people to see. Um, yeah, I just, I think social media is 
you know, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Um, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, just making sure they're holding themselves no- to a higher standard, knowing what they're representing. Uh, right. Just kind of, yeah. That's awesome. Right. And, and before you ask your question, Josh, I want to throw a name out there. And, and I think she goes there. Have you heard of the name of the young lady who plays basketball? Her name is Leah Nelson. I have heard of her. Yes. Um, she's good friends with Shannon Foster's daughter. Okay. Kaya Foster. Yeah. So I, okay. I know they're good friends, but I have yeah. heard of her. I haven't she, really met her personally, but. Yeah, she's, 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 she's going to be great. So really? I, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping someday that you guys <laughs> walk in the hall somewhere and connect with one I'm another. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure somewhere. Fantastic. So I'm going to keep that name in your head. So when you get a chance, right. Leah Nelson is her name. Got it. Okay. All day long. All right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I guess my last question is, you know, I I do want to touch a little bit on your, on your college career. And again, if kind of this idea of, if you were able to go back um, and kind of talk to yourself a little bit before you entered the the college world, the college sports world, uh, what advice would you, would you give yourself? Cause I feel like that, that same advice you would give yourself would be perfect advice for a, a young athlete now that, that mm-hmm. wants to pursue a, a college, you know, career. So what would you tell yourself if you could have the opportunity to go back? I would tell myself to work way harder. Um, I think I personally, I allowed my talent to take me too far mm-hmm. and I didn't have a wor- a true work ethic until my sophomore year of college, but by then mm. it was too late. Um, and I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. I just, I, you know, I was, I was tall. I had all the tools. I was athletic. So I just, I relied on that a little too much. Um, so I would just say like, never settle for where you're at and always push yourself to work harder because someone out there is working harder than you. They're more athletic than you. They have more talent than you and your talent will only get you so far. Um, so it's important to have a strong work ethic behind your talent. So that way you can have the upper hand on your competition. Let me just drop the mic right there, Kevin. The I, I think we're good, man. Right <laughs> man. I love it. Kira, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. As always, we always love talking to you. Um, Cause like I said, I'm, I'm not, I think we need to see a birth certificate, man. Cause I don't believe that you're, you're as young as you are. It's like too much wisdom for such a young person. So um, where can they follow you, your team, social media, all that stuff. Uh, social media for CB softball is just CBHS softball. Um, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, for me, I have my coaching accounts. Uh, Twitter is coach Kira K I R a with an underscore. And then Instagram is coach K I R a M C K E C H N I E. Quite a mouthful there, there, that last name, but (laughs) there you go. My coaching pages and our CB softball pages. And there it is. There we go. Make sure you, everybody go follow her right now. Go do it. Follow Coach. This is greatness <laughs> right here, y'all. Hey, coach, right. coach, if you ever need somebody to come and talk to your team and, and you feel like you got to get a message through, make sure you reach out to me. I'd love to come out. That's, one that day. would be amazing. I'll hey, definitely, so definitely get my information from Josh. I'd love to come out. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, Coach. We appreciate you and uh, good luck this season. Thank you so much. It's take care, pleasure. Coach. All right. Take care. Bye. Right, bye-bye.